Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this is the Hurricane Edition. It is. Our studio might not be here next week, so you better listen while you can. Yeah, we might get blown away. All of all of South Carolina is evacuating, but we're here for you. We got you. Yeah. <laughs> if you have an event on the coast, you probably don't anymore. Yeah, you probably don't have an event on the coast anymore. So... This week, kind of grab bag, we're going to talk a little bit about New Modern. Yep. We're going to talk about the announcement about Arena and Historic and maybe kind of what to plan to do if you're interested in playing Historic going forward. Yeah. And then the normal Arena stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit of everything this week, so. So if you want to get a hold of us and give us some ideas or ask us any questions, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep, you can hit us up at Casual Tryhard MTG on Facebook. You can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. You can find us on YouTube at Casual Tryhard MTG and tell all your friends about us. Spread the word. We have new modern now. We do. Uh, we have modern without fun by uh, Faithless Looting. Yeah, without. No Hogak, no Faithless Looting, but we got a new friend in Stoneforge Mystic. We got a new friend in Stoneforge Mystic, a uh, four mana, one four, that wins games when it resolves. Felidar uh, Guardian? Well, there's Felidar Guardian. I, I was thinking more of uh, Urza. Yeah, I uh, know that's what you were thinking of. <laughs> yeah, but I guess he, I guess Felidar Guardian is also a one four that wins you the game when it resolves a and lot of times. And the deck got better, so. Yes. There was a, a Magic Online deck dump yeah, on Friday. Was it Thursday? It might might have been Friday. I think it was Friday because I left work early to put together a modern deck because I didn't have one (laughs) Um, because all my cards got banned. I listened to the Arena Decklist podcast. They did like a live Twitter show. Mm-hmm. It ended up being three hours long. Yeah. They were, well, they went through every list, right? They there went, was 80 some lists. They went through 88 lists yeah. of all the decks that were spoiled. And, you know, some of the times they're just like looks bad and like moved on. Right. And other times they kind of talked through them a bit. But the takeaway was that in that first deck dump of 88 5 0 Magic Online decklists, mm-hmm. 29 of them had. Uh, Stoneforge Mystic in them, so about a third. That's crazy. Which, I mean, it makes sense though, right? Well, kind of, but it's also crazy because like when they do these deck dumps, they look for decks that are 10 cards apart. 10 cards apart, yeah. So all of those 29 lists had to be different enough that they weren't considered the same list for their like calculator or whatever. Yeah, for their aggregator. Yeah. Which, I mean, does like push out, like there might have been like, two or three Tron lists. Yeah. But there might have been a ton of Tron just crushing it. Right. But because they're always the same deck list. Yeah. You don't see Yeah, you it only pings once instead of Yeah, you see like mono blue Tron. Yeah. And then you see mono green Tron. And it's like, oh, only two Tron decks. It's like, well no, people probably just smushed with Tron, but they all just played the exact same seventy five. Yeah. Or close to it. This also makes sense because, like, whenever a new card gets unbanned, or everyone just plays it, right? So it might just be overrepresented in the number of people that played it. Yeah, I mean, the whole format's trying to figure out what the best Stone Forge shell is right now. So yeah, so it's probably not a third of the decks are Stone Forge decks. Although going there was a, a third of our FNM on Friday was Stone Forge decks, wasn't it? I think were there two Wurza decks and. Uh, well, it was you, Bowman, and uh, Christus, right? Christus was also on. He was on Stoneforge, but yeah. was he on? He wasn't on Wurza, though. Was no, he? Okay. I don't think he was on Wurza, but was on Stoneforge. Okay, so and yeah. uh, Logan was on. Uh, no, Logan was not on Stoneforge. Logan and Jesse were on 
ephemerate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bant soul herder. Yeah. Yeah, like we talked about, like there's going to be this first week, there's going to be a lot of bad Stoneforge decks mm-hmm. to maybe good Stoneforge decks. And so there are probably a lot of bad Stoneforge decks in this mix. But the oh, decks yeah. that like showed up were like, the the Urza decks with Stoneforge, there were where there were just more strong like blue white. I just played straight blue white. Yes. And then there were some mono white like Death and Taxi aggressive mm-hmm. decks with Stoneforge, kind of in that humans mold. Uh and then just like some blue white control decks where they were like cyborging yeah. Stoneforge plus like two batter skulls and another sword and just being like, well, bring the package in. Yeah. Bring it in. Like you cut all your removal stone forge, batter skull, kill you. Yeah. So there was a lot kind of going on and we have here that the format will kind of congeal eventually around the best stone forge deck. Yeah. Once, the, once the best stone forge deck is found then the, the rest of the format can kind of uh, figure out how to combat it. Like right now, all the Stoneforge decks are trying to do different things. We're going to talk about the SCG data next, but there was, I think every round there was a different, like a different shell for Stoneforge to be in. And that makes it hard for the other decks in the format to kind of figure out what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So over the next couple of weeks, I expect the format to congeal a little bit. And yeah, we're going to find the best stone, like pure Stoneforge deck. We're going to find probably the best decks to have six cards in their cyborg to be yeah. a transformational cyborg into something yep. that just involves Stoneforge and Battle Skull and winning the game. Yep. So, I mean, you could see something like Ad Nauseum. Mm-hmm. They have access to white mana. Your opponent cuts all their removal, and you just, like, jam in Stoneforge and Battle Skull, and you might, you know, dilute your combo a little bit, but still just have, like, oh, look, yeah, you die now. I played this card and won the game. Yeah. So it's going to take a little bit of time for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But then we had SCG Dallas, mm-hmm. which I'm sure everyone was planning to play decks on last Sunday that didn't have Hogak in them. Right. And then we blew up the format, and then they had like four days to, to come scramble. up with decks. I'm hoping that many people spent more time than I did for FNM, where I just went home and like threw together like a deck I found on SCG Premium. Yeah. It's got to be good. It was behind a paywall, right? Uh, <laughs> there was actually, I, I know you said before we started, you didn't watch a whole lot of the coverage, but there were some really sweet lists. Yeah. Um, there was one that was green-white Eldrazi with Stoneforge mm-hmm. that looked sweet. That duck looked cool. I'm trying to think what else there was. was the green was for Ancient Stirrings, I assume? Uh, Stirrings and Noble. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Definitely a cool list. There was a bunch of different, uh, like, Wurza builds. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, it is neat. It's kind of just like uh, the first weekend of New Standard where everyone's just like, oh, hey, this is super neat. I'm going to try this. So you see yeah. a bunch of, like, different decks. Yeah. So we have here that there were no Stoneforged Mystic decks in the top eight. I don't know about beyond that. but uh, Number nine was a Stoneforged deck. Number nine was a Stoneforged deck. Yep. It was won by four-color uh, Wurza. Yep. Uh, with the for- with uh, Goblin Engineer instead of Stoneforge. Yeah, I had no Stoneforges. Engineer, like I don't know what the right build of that deck is. Engineer can get all the pieces of your combo plus like lock pieces if you need them, mm-hmm. whereas Stoneforge just gets the sword. Just gets the sword, but it does give you like the Batter Skull yeah. sword, other sword plan. Yep. And Goblin Engineer puts the sword in the graveyard to allow right. you to immediately start comboing as opposed to having to cast it. Yeah. Was it Harlan Fear? Was it who won yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I'm sure he spent some time on Magic Online, but he may have had like I think he was playing this before the Hogak ban. Yeah. So he may have had a bunch of reps on this deck and didn't have time to get to the point where he thought he could like be proficient with the Stoneforge deck. Um well I mean this deck I'm looking at the list right now. It definitely looks like it was built with Stoneforge in the meta. Um, he's running two... Well, maybe not. I was going to say he's running two Galvanic Blast main, but that... A lot of them were running that before. Yeah. We're running, like, one or two beforehand. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it could just be that, like, he had a list he was happy with and mm-hmm. couldn't get to a point where he was happy with, like, the Stoneforge version. Yeah. Especially on a limited time frame. Yeah, like, you have, like, four days. Like, yeah. And one of those days was travel, and from what I understand from Twitter, no one could get to Dallas. Yeah. Like, everyone was just having a nightmarish time getting hmm. there. The ninth place list, the first, I guess the highest placing Stoneforge list, was uh, black-white, and that's also kind of an odd list. Okay, there was, uh, Gabrielle and Steve has a video up on Channel Fireball with, like, black-white Stoneforge. With blood guests? That I don't know. I haven't looked at the list. Yeah. I, I just saw the video. But I know Jerry T was talking about just how, like, Inquisition or Thought Season, the Stoneforge is probably mm-hmm. a way to win a lot of games where you, like, yeah. clear away their removal, play your Stoneforge, get your Battle Skull, and then turn three, you get to, like, Thought Season or Inquisition them again, and mm-hmm. then play your Battle Skull. They presumably won't have an answer, and right. then you get win. to win. Yeah. yeah. This uh, this list is actually kind of cool. It's, uh, like a, it's a smallpox list. So it's running four smallpox, uh, four inquisition, three thought seas, um, blood gas as sack, yeah, uh, fodder. Um, it's also running Gideon, ally of Zendikar. There we go. Yeah, Liliana of the Veil, the Stoneforge package, Lingering Souls. It looks pretty cool. Four flagstones. Actually, this deck is really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can get behind flagstones. Yeah, I'm kind of card. I'm, I'm kind of digging this. Yeah. Silent clearing, shambling vent. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I mean. I guess if you're like, I mean, there was, there's been a white black pox deck in modern for a long time. It's floated around. There are yeah. people that like really like it. Yeah. But it's never been really good enough. Yeah. And maybe jamming Stoneforge to ba- how many batter skulls? Like one, just one batter skull. One batter skull, one Sophie is all that's in the main deck. Yeah. So like maybe just being able to jam Stoneforge plus. That's all that's in the deck deck. That is, that is for Stoneforge to get. Yeah, four stone forge gets one batter skull and one Sophie. There is nothing in the sideboard. There you go. <laughs> but like just having that package might yeah. make the deck good enough. Yeah. That you, you know, deny them cards and lands and then you get to beat them. Yeah. The deck only needed a threat. Yeah, it only needed like a consistent threat and the yeah. four four lifelinker is good enough. Hmm. Now the they two metagame, it it's what we said it was gonna be. Yeah. In that People are just going to revert to powerful linear things. Yeah, that punish people that are trying to do sweet things, testing out a new format. Yeah, and so there were 21 burn decks in day two and three in the top eight. Yeah, that's crazy. And, like, it's kind of gone under the radar, but burn, depending on the build, right, in the last few sets, Burn has got another Lightning Bolt and mm-hmm. Skewer the Critics. It's also gotten some card draw in uh, Light, Light of the, the stage. stage. And, I mean, depending on how big of a madman you are, you have a risk factor. You have a bunch yeah. of weight. You've got, like, three cards in the last, like, two or three sets yeah. that just slot right into that deck and take up space from cards that were just, like, 
mediocre. Yeah, mediocre to bad. Yeah, it also got um, the Horizon Land too. Yeah, which is a big pickup. Yeah, so it got a lot of it got a lot of help. Yeah, and if you remember Modern from like four years ago, like kind of when I started playing Modern, mm-hmm. I played a lot of Burn, and Burn was like everywhere. Yeah. To the point where, like, every cyborg had, like, four Leyline of Sanctities. Yeah. And, like, as a burn player, these are just all the decks I play. But, like, it was like, well, I have to cut four cards so I can put in my four answers to Leyline because they could just have Leyline and then I lose. Right. And if people aren't playing Leyline and they're not playing, like, timely reinforcement, they just lose. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there's just not enough time. Like, you resolve your Urza, and it's like, well, can you kill me right now? Yeah. Because if I get to untap on my turn four, I can kill you. Right. And so it doesn't give you a... Like, it's very punishing. There's not yeah. a lot of, like, wiggle room. If your next deck is Urza, mm-hmm. like, okay, like, maybe they can make their Urza on turn three combo you out on turn four is, like, best case. Or, you know, I think combo turn four is probably best case for that deck. Yeah. You can just have them dead. Right. Next next deck was Tron. Yep. Which, that's a god-awful matchup for Tron. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play an expedition map. Well, now you're that's at cute. 13. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. You're going you're gonna to play a card? Okay, I'm going to Lightning Bolt Boros Charm your good game. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for playing. Yeah. I'm glad you spent your first two turns doing stone nothing that mattered. Yeah. And then Titan Shift, again, like, yeah. powerful big mana deck. I know that the game podcast or uh, Arena Decklist, we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, big mana being good now. Just trying to go over the top of, like, Urza. Yeah. But, again, that deck, you know, depending makes on... burn good. Yeah, like, Titan Titan Shift, if it's, like, Scape Shift in, in yeah. primetime, like, you know, you're doing your thing on turn three. Four probably yeah. consistently four or five. Yeah, I don't if, know if they uh, if they lumped Amulet Titan into Titan Shift or not. I don't know why they would, but that's that's right off Star City's website was Titan Shift. So. Yeah. So if it, if it's, that's the case, like again, like you get your seventh land on turn four or five. Yeah. And well, you're just dead. Right. Right. If you're not doing your thing until turn turn four. Yeah, if you you've might done, just be dead. Yeah, if you've done nothing on turns four and five and modern against burn, you're, you're yeah, you're you're dead. The game's over. Then Jund, which again, powerful deck that mm-hmm. seems like it has gotten a lot of things to be better. Yep. Humans, old standby. <laughs> Blue white control. That was another. That's like another like stone forgey kind of deck that could have like the stone forge package in it. Yeah, and again, like you were saying earlier, that they might just keep it in the sideboard and bring it in. Yeah. And then Grixis Death Shadow, again, a deck that was good a year to 18 months ago. Yep. Remember when we needed the band Death Shadow? <laughs> yeah, how about those times? Those were those were simpler times. Yeah. Prowess, which is just burn. Pretty like, much, yeah. It's burn that has, like, three more creatures in it. Yeah, especially now that, um, like, Faithless is gone, that's a lot fairer deck than, than it used to be. Yeah. It's, you know, you don't have as many, like, like, I have two lands. Oh, now I have two spells and dealt you, like, 12 damage. Right. Like, you don't have those yeah. those draws anymore. And then we have Infect. Yep. Again, a, like, powerful, linear, like, creature-based deck. This is something we talked about uh, at our FNM. Yeah. With, like, me and, and Bowman. Where it was, like, how do you beat Infect? Like, you ever. Don't. Yeah. Like, with, with Urza. Yeah. Like, the the deck that won, you said, had two Galvanic Burlesque. Mm-hmm. 
that was probably all the removal in the main deck. Uh, yeah, I believe it was. I played Stone Zero removal in my main deck. I think Bowman had like two fatal pushes in the main. Yeah. Right? Like, if they just go like Blighted Agent Go, you're just like, well, I'm dead now. Yeah. There are probably draws where if they just go like Glistener Elf Go, mm-hmm. you're just dead. Yeah, you like play your two mana thing that doesn't block and you have no removal in your deck or very little and then you lose. Yeah. Like, Infect is a deck that could be good. The problem is if, like, a third of your field is burn. Right, yeah, that's Like, rough. that is, like, the nightmare matchup. Like, yeah. oh, all your cards say kill target Infect creature. Yeah. I, mean, I only have 12 of them. Jun's not a great matchup for burn Jun's either. not a great matchup either. Yeah. But you can see where we just kind of fell back to 18 yeah. months ago. Yeah. We were just like, well, these decks were good a while back. Yeah. Judging by this day two breakdown, there is an awful lot of big mana decks to keep Jund in check, though. Yeah. Like, if there's, like, Tron and Titan Shift. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just, like, that's 25 of the, I'm assuming, 60 or so, 70 or so decks. Um. Yeah, I don't remember exactly I can't how do all this math in my head. But I didn't break them all out. That was only the most... Yeah, highly this was like ones. a big day too because just looking at it, like there's like 80 decks here. Yeah, um, I'll let you know in one second. Let me let but, me check here. But yeah, like if a third of your if a third of your day two is like big mana decks to like poop on tra- uh, poop on Jund. There were uh, 141 players day two of an open. How small was it? Because that know. usually happens when you have a really small field, right? Yeah, I don't know where they have to like. To get to 64, the cut ends up going down to like... It was 18 points. Oh, so it was still 6-3. and three. Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of low, but yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's a huge day, too. Yeah. It's like, usually they want 64, not 140. Yeah. There was, like, the next couple were Amulet Titan, uh, Bant Stoneblade, Eldrazi Tron, Storm, Ebsen Company, Hardened Scales, and then you're into, like, one of one yeah. Black white Stoneforge would be one of those one ofs. I'm assuming hey, that deck looks sweet. Like that deck almost makes me wish I didn't sell my Stoneforges the other day. That deck looks cool. I would play that deck. Yeah, I mean, the like I said, the Pox archetype has been around. It's yeah. just like there have been some videos, and there is like a dedicated like black white yeah. Pox like Facebook community and stuff. Uh, yeah, but there's a Facebook community for everything. There is. There is. <laughs> I'm like I'm in the uh, Arclight Phoenix, but it's only modern. I wanted like I wanted some sweet legacy tech, but, mm. but the people were just like the deck's still good. <laughs> Look, I went three out my F and M. The deck's still good. No man, it's not good. And it's like, mm. yeah, I'm in the uh, like the Jun Facebook group, yeah. and uh, I apologize to any of our listeners if they are in the Jun Facebook group because there are a lot of people in that Facebook group that are looking for somebody to pilot the deck for them. And not, like, learn how the archetype works. It seems like there's a lot of noise in there. Yeah. I think there's a lot of noise in this one, too. Yeah. Stuff pops up. I, I like it list periodically. I should, like, join, like, a I should find, like, the Dark Depths Facebook group. <laughs> Be like, ah, there we go. This is, yeah. this, these are my people. I try and pop in there as often as I can and um, just, like, tell them, you know, what I think about the archetype and matchups and card choices or whatever, but... I've seen so many so many questions asking the exact same thing over and over and over yeah. and over. I'm like, man, I don't want to read any more of this. New Modern is what we thought. Yep. And I think over the next... It's probably going to take like a month for us to kind of like... 
Yeah, it might even down. take a little bit more than that if because we're coming up. Stuff in there, yeah, yeah, we're coming up on rotation, so some of the focus is going to come off of modern and be on standard for a little bit, be on some of the new cards. Um, you don't know what kind of new cards Eldraine's going to kick up. We also have like some interesting stuff coming up with Eldraine that might take focus away from modern. Um, yeah, there's some like event this week. Did you see all the stuff on Twitter about the about all the streamers and stuff getting invited to some like event on Twitch? On the Magic Channel. Oh, yeah, September 4th, I think. Yeah, so yeah. like Wednesday or something. Yeah. I don't have work tomorrow because hurricane, so <laughs> I might have more time to edit this and get it out on, uh, for you guys to see this. Yeah. But, yeah, there's some event happening yeah. then, and then they've already released the pre-pre-release like lineup from yeah. loaded, re- Loading Ready Run. That happened today. So, like, over the next, like, three weeks, it's just going to be – because spoilers are going to start soon. They are, yeah. Uh, next week? This week? Next week? Probably next week. This week? Oh, God. I think. Wow, really? Yeah. Which, like, I'm off of this standard format. Like, I'm well, I'm, I'm, good. Yeah, this week, because pre-release is the 27th, so the whole set's got to be spoiled by the... Okay, next Monday. Next we'll Monday. We'll start next Monday. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm ready for the standard format to go away, though. Yeah, I'm, I I'm, I'm afraid... I know what next standard format is going to look like, and it's going to look an awful lot like this standard format. Yeah, I'm kind of off of this standard. I mean, that kind of makes sense if you look at like the most popular decks right now. Like, obviously, Escape Chef loses Escape Chef, so that's probably not going to be around anymore. But, but there's a lot of those decks that are just five color Golos yeah. and Escape Shifts. Yeah. But I think like unless something like crazy happens and I'll drain. Here you go. Hot tip: get hundred crises and nisses. Yeah. Uh, I bought a bunch of Nisses. I don't know she, what she's worth, but I bought a bunch before the mm. set came out because I'm like, this seems busted. Yeah. But like the blue-green ramp decks are going to exist almost completely and totally unchanged. Yeah. In new standard, like you lose Llanowar Elf, which, you know, is a beating, but like the engine of like Risen Reef and Nissa and Hydroid Crisis is yeah. real good. And if they print like any reasonable blue or green cards. Right. Just be like, oh, this looks is, like we're doing this. This is awful. Like, this is all we're gonna do. Yeah. So I would like, cause like right now, preview on the arena stuff. There are like three or four different blue green ramp decks. Yeah, that are just ramping into different things mm-hmm. that like have some like superfluous stuff. It's like, oh, I want to like quasi replicate an agent of treachery. Mm. Okay. Oh, I just want to cast a giant hydrid crazes and cavalier of thorns. Okay. Sure. Right. But it's just like the, there's like, you know, 45 cards that are the same. And it's like, well, what do you want to ramp into? Right. Pick your giant thing. Yeah. Pick your poison. With this talk of rotation, Wizards is starting to address rotation as a thing. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday, Thursday, there was uh, the arena state of the beta. Yeah. It was either Thursday or Friday, I think. Yeah. It couldn't have been Friday because I watched the right. Twitch thing. It was probably Thursday then. So. so where, like, again, the state of the beta is they come and they talk about what improvements are coming mm-hmm. slash, like, what things they've changed recently. And the big focus this time was on what they're going to do because of rotation. Yeah, so on release weekend for Throne of Eldraine, it's uh, September 26th on Arena or October 4th in paper, we're going to have a rotation. So we're going to lose Ixalan, Rivals of Ixalan, Dominaria, and Core 19. They are not going to be standard legal anymore. Uh, we're going to gain Throne of Eldraine at that time, but you won't be able to play with any of those sets in standard any longer. Yeah. Uh, goodbye, 
but you will not be missed. The fairy hero of Dominaria and yeah. Nexus of Fate. I think many of us will be glad to see those go. Goodbye and good riddance. Yes. As you know from playing Arena, if you're playing Arena, right, unlike a lot of other digital card games, I know that Hearthstone and I've not played Hearthstone, Hearthstone and then um, Eternal, mm-hmm. they have they have some sort of dusting or system where you destroy a card and you get some percentage of another card. Yeah. Arena doesn't do that. Right. Right. You just your extra copies go to your vault progress. Mm-hmm. Right, so all the cards that you have that are in these sets that are leaving, there's no way to kind of turn them into new standard cards. Right. Like they, they just exist. Right. They want to try to, one, ease us into the new standard, and two, give us something to do with all of these cards that we have accumulated. Mm-hmm. So how are they going to ease us into new standard? So on September 9th, so on Monday, they're going to start, I don't know what they exactly called them, but we're going to call them Get Ready for Rotation events. Uh, they're events that will be most of new standard. They're like pre-rotation events. So starting Monday, you can open up these events, and it'll only be Guilds, Allegiance, War, and Core 20. You won't be able to play with any of the stuff that's rotating. These events are going to be free to enter. You don't have to pay like a constructed event or whatever. You don't have to pay to get into them. Every two wins gets you 200 XP with no limit. So this is a great way to kind of get a feel for a little bit of what the format's going to be like after rotation. Obviously, we don't know anything that's in Eldraine yet, so it's going to feel different once Eldraine drops. But it's also a great way to get you caught up on your mastery pass. Again, ramp into stuff. Yep. That is what you're going to just see yeah. people going over the top of other people. Yep. So go bigger somehow. <laughs> what is the biggest thing you can do? Do that. Do that. The mastery pass, I know for me, I didn't buy the like the mastery pass, the actual like purchased one, until mm-hmm. I hit level 72 where you stop getting rewards. Yeah. And I bought it there, and with all the rewards that I got, I think instead of it was like 3,400 is how many gems it is, mm-hmm. I think it ended up with all the rewards costing me like 1,300 gems or something. That's crazy. So by the time like, you know, I opened all the packs and got like 20 gems from all the rares, yeah. and then got the gem rewards and stuff, it ended up being not very much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know, it feels good to get a bunch of goodies all at once. Yeah. It's worth it if you get up pretty far, mm-hmm. and this is a way to get up pretty far. As much as I would uh, like you all to keep entering uh, ranked data, yeah. I totally understand if you spend <laughs> like the next few weeks just grinding your uh, your XP. Your XP, like that, is perfectly fine. Totally yeah. understandable. <laughs> I'm sure I will do that some as well. If they usually when they give me another event to do that is not yeah. like playing the same like handful of matchups. Yep. I will. I will do that. Now, granted, if it is just everyone playing Nissa on turn three. Uh, <laughs> That'll I'll, get old after a while. I'll probably too. get off it. Yeah. I'll be like, well, this has been fun. <laughs> but it, it's going to be fun, but it's going to, again, like you said, it's not going to be actual new standard because there's right. always a handful of cards in that new set that's going to throw something on us here. Like we might, we're yeah. saying now like, oh, hey, you should play some Nissa ramp deck. Right. And then... You know, they're going to print, like, Dampening Dude. You know, there's a 2-3 flyer for, like, white-white that says yeah. you, Lance can't tap for two mana. And then whatever other dumb thing Dampening Dude does. Oh, every spell costs one, one more, more than the first. Yeah. And you're just going to be like, oh, well, I guess I can't play this because everyone displays Dampening Dude now. Yeah. And I can't do this. Or there'll be some, like, ridiculous 
red card. Yeah. It makes Mono Red a thing again. Yeah. Because, I mean, they have to be aware that, like, or had to be aware that, like, Blue Green Ramp was going to just be, like, the thing. Yeah. I feel like recently in, like, Standard, since, like, play design has been a thing, I feel like there's a lot more, like, Watsy pre-contacts. Yeah, kind of. Where, like... Yeah, I know what you mean. Hey, it's this format. We've given you all the tools to do this thing. Yeah. We know you're going to do this thing, do this thing. Mm -hmm. And then the next set, they're like, well, we're going to do our best to make that not a thing now. Yeah. And we're going to give you this new thing to do. It just feels like every, like, set, there's been just, like, a new thing to do that just kind of, like, invalidates... The, the thing to do thing. from the from the sets before, yeah, and that feels really different than like how standard has been, right? Or like historically, yeah, it just feels like there's a lot more stuff that's just like, like hits you over the head. Like you're supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. We told you to do this. Why aren't you doing this? Yeah, th- there's less uh, less decks to find in a format. Like when was the last time? I mean, I guess it's kind of the thing with Kethis. Kethis but- is like a found deck. Yeah. But that used to be the norm where you'd, you know, you'd come into a standard format, you know, a couple of weeks before rotation and all of a sudden there's a brand new archetype that hadn't been there before. I mean, I think when energy was the thing, there was that like, uh, anointed procession yeah. deck. There was also like the hidden stockpile, the hidden stockpile deck. There was the, like the cloud blazer decks. There yep. were a bunch of like blue, white cloud blazer, uh, decks that were clearly just like piles of cards that worked yep. well together but less just like, hey, here are all the pieces. I mean, yeah. Zombies was a, hey, here are all the pieces deck. Yeah. But you just played all the cards that said zombie on them, and mm-hmm. it was good. And But now I just feel like the last few sets have been like, here's a deck. Yeah. Here's another deck. Go buy your here's cards, build deck. it. Yeah. And I mean, now they're t- like, Vampires is not a deck. Like, they're like, this is not a deck. Here's Soren. You have a deck for three months. Yeah. Dinosaurs has not been a deck. Here's Marauding Raptor and Rotting Registor. You yeah. have a deck now. Yeah. Play it for a few months. So it just feels weird. So mm-hmm. like you don't know what like archetype they're going to decide, like this is the next thing. Yeah, like, hey, maybe it's red, white, tribal gingerbread men. Right. <laughs> and you're like, I've gotta play tribal gingerbread men. Yeah. And so you're just playing gingerbread men every every turn. Hey, who knows? Maybe gingerbread men's the best card that's ever been printed. Maybe. Uh, we'll find out next week. Cool. <laughs> One mana, 12, 12. Um, Phyrexian gingerbread man. Phyrexian <laughs> uh, Hexproof. Can't be blocked. <laughs> must must eat one gingerbread man, man <laughs> when, uh, when casting this card. Yeah. It's like part uncard, part like real card. <laughs> so, okay. So, we've got those events. Yeah. Um, another thing, another reason to sign in and... Uh, get into that ready to ready for rotation event or any event really. But any, everyone who's logged into arena before September 26th gets a goodie bag inside. This goodie bag is 10 rares or mythics from any standard set. Now this is going to be after rotation. So it's not going to be old standard sets. It's going to be guilds, allegiance, war core 20 and throne of Eldraine, but it's 10 rares or mythics. This is just a freebie. If you're sitting on the fence about, like, should I, like, open an arena account? Yeah. Like, even if you just open it this week to log in and note, uh, like, yeah. put a login in there. Right. And then, like, well, I want to start at Throne. Mm-hmm. Okay, just do it now and you'll get 10 free cards. Yep. So, like, it can't hurt. Mm-hmm. 
to, to just do it now. It's just basically free money. Yep. It's a cool, cool little bonus you get. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to, like, again, soften the the blow of rotation. Yeah. Because, again, there's not a way to turn your Teferi Hero of Dominarias into, again, our, our mythical gingerbread man. Right. So, like, you know, those cards are going to see less play. Mm-hmm. So they want to, like, make you feel not so bad. Right. About it, uh, which is which is cool. I mean, mm-hmm. they have to try to keep people happy. Yep. So the other way, other than bribing us with free stuff, that they're trying to like lessen the blow of rotation is they're going to start a new arena-only format called Historic. Yeah. I guess like the reason they're doing this is basically what you just said. They want to give us something to do with these cards that you can't use anymore. They announced this during the last state of the beta, I think, but yes. really didn't give many details on it. And then they got a bunch of angry magic nerds going like, this sucks, you should do this. And they were like, okay, we'll guess we'll do some of the stuff that you guys said we should do. Yeah, well, one of the things they said in the previous announcement was that it was going to be non-competitive. Yes. And they said, okay, you guys obviously want this to be competitive, so we're going to give you a ranked queue. Yeah. So it will. there will be ranked queues available. I don't believe they're going to be right away. I think it said that the ranked queues November, are going to... November, December? Yeah, come... A little bit later on. Yeah. Now the reason they they said they didn't want to do ranked queues, like there's other, like they're not just trying to be dicks. The thought process is is oh, everyone wants to click and get a game right away. Yeah. And I mean, I know I get a little antsy at like the forty five second to a minute mark when it's counting, and oh, I'm like, I get a little antsy at like thirty seconds. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. So they they have to do enough to keep enough people in the various queues. Yeah. To make sure that there are quick fire times. Right. You know, if they have like seven different things going at a time, you're diluting your players out across seven things as opposed to across like three. Yeah. And they also announced that they're going to be doing Brawl on Arena. Yeah. So that's another thing that's going to take also, people out of the queues. There was a video a couple weeks ago from uh, Pleasant Kenobi and the Professor. They just clicked on the Magic Online brawl queue, yeah. and it was just one dude yeah. waiting on someone to go out of the brawl queue so he could play brawl. And that's what they're trying to avoid with Arena. They right. don't want you to go into the historic queue, and there be like five people playing historic, yeah. and you be the fifth one. So you have to wait for their match to end, yeah. then them to like go back in the queue right. to get a game. They always want to make sure that there's... 3,000 people in the queue, so yeah. it's easy for you to fire a game. Yep. So that's their thinking, but also, like, didn't we, like, blow past the billion games played, Mark, on Arena, like, within six months? Yeah, I really don't think you have to, they have to worry about people firing queues, unless the yeah. format's just awful. Yeah. And, was, and if that's the case, like... Fix it. Yeah. Originally, Historic was just going to be, like, basically everything from Ixalan forward. Yeah, which kind of sounds dumb because that's basically standard. Standard plus throne. Yeah. And so everyone was like, well, I don't want to play a non-competitive format right. that just has standard plus standard throne. plus throne of Eldraine. So non-competitive thing they fixed. Mm-hmm. And it's going to just be like any of the other competitive queues mm-hmm. where you're going to grind rank and yep. you can hit mythic yep. and all this stuff. You know, brief side note. This is just a thousand more people that get thrown into the like gladiatorial arena of MCQ weekend. Is it? Yeah, because they said you can make it to 
they specifically said you could make it from the to the MPL by playing the right. But there's there's two ranks, right? There's constructed rank and limited rank. So oh, does it count towards your constructed rank, or is they or they? I, I wasn't. Do you think they're going to have a historic rank? I think it would I just be constructed. It maybe just be constructed. Okay, scratch that. Maybe I. Yeah. But you can still rank up that way, right? And so they wanted to give us something more mm-hmm. than just old standards. So right. How they propose to do that? They're going to put new cards in. So when I had initially read this announcement, the uh, the next point hadn't been released yet, and it just said new cards. So I assumed that they meant new cards. See, I thought they just meant like I didn't realize. I thought they meant like old cards that were already in arena like hey yeah. here's here's a looter scooter well I, I mean i thought that they were gonna put new cards in there like, like newly designed cards like brand new cards okay um but that's not the case what they're actually doing is putting in cards that kind of define archetypes from like other formats it looks like or just Cards that have like historical yeah. significance that are historically powerful cards or well-known cards in Magic. Yeah. So they gave three examples. One of them is Brainstorm, like the reason people play Legacy, right? Yeah. Another one is Dark Confidant, our friend Bob, probably one of the best two drops in the game. Definitely the best black two drop in the game. Yeah. And the third is Worm Coil Engine. In the running for like probably the second best six drop ever printed yeah it's like, like prime time is better and that's about it that's it yeah um it's also like what every ramp deck ramps into yeah if tron can't like carn you or play an ugin yeah they're playing a worm coil right like that's what that's their other thing like yeah. i guess i should have a creature it's worm coil engine yeah well this is neat mm-hmm. i worry that like depending on what they print mm-hmm. like you're just going to have to play that card much like the whole idea of like a watsy precon kind of thing yeah like if you go like turn three nissa your turn four is probably gonna have to be a worm coil engine because there's not gonna be a whole lot better you can do yeah i can't think of anything better to do right like cool i made a four four hydrate crisis and drew two cards i made a six six that you can't kill right because if you do, it's two three threes so i win this i win this exchange <laughs> do yeah. i not yeah it has lifelink and death and death touch. Can you race me? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you cannot race me. Okay, good game. Good game. Yeah. So I know that they brought up that when they brought this idea to like the development team, mm-hmm. apparently Aaron Forsyth made a question statement, which was, yeah. uh, "So you want us to help you with this, right? <laughs> uh, like we are going to help you with this, yeah? Because you can break this real bad. So I yeah. don't know." I think they put these cards out to get people hype. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, they didn't actually say these cards were yeah, going to be like, in the format. They like these cards. Right. Cards like this. Yeah. Because they have to realize, like, there's been nothing printed in the last two years as good as Worm Coil Engine. Even remotely close. There's nothing that's been printed at two mana in black that is as good as Dark Confidant. Well, I mean, we kind of had Bob already. Like last last format, we had an energy Bob Bobby. We had, we had that was close. It was close, but not like yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely not Bob. N- but nothing was, from Ixalan. right? Right, like we have uh, the raid Bob. Yeah, not not good. Not, His not three Bob. mana raid Bob. Like yeah. when you attack, 
at the end of turn, you get to reveal a card, so you don't get to use it that turn. Right. And then there's Twilight Prophet, which is four mana, and if you have the City's Blessing, yeah. it reverse bobs. You right. get the card, and your opponent takes the damage. Yeah. Right? None of them quite bob. No, definitely not. So they they might have to pick cards that are a little bit like powered down mm-hmm. as to not just totally break the format and make it about these cards. Yeah. So what kind of things... I. I I know I'm going to kind of spring this on you because we didn't really talk about this, but like, what kind of cards would you like to see added to Historic? Hmm. You got to do things that aren't too powerful, that aren't going to break stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned Gideon Ally of Zendikar. Like, mm-hmm. Does that make the white deck that you would be able to put together too good if like your top end is Gideon as opposed to like Venerated Loxodon? Like, it might make it better against like Control. Yeah. Um... This is this is hard. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't put like lightning bolt in the format that has like, you know, the second most busted like mono red deck we've had in the last like few years. Yeah, you don't want to give us modern burn by giving us lightning bolt. Yeah, you don't want to like the rest of the deck you can realistically play. Yeah, you can't like do that. Like your shocks become lightning bolts. Like, yeah. mm, um, like either Swift Spear or Soul Scar is probably fine though, right? Yeah, I mean, it gives it a better, like, one drop. Like, they would yeah. both be better than uh, Fanatical Firebrand. Yeah. Well, they'd both be better than Lava Man, too, right? Lava Runner? I don't know. Like, the fact that it becomes a 2-2 eventually. Yeah, but, like, both of those are prowess creatures. Like, they're going to be at least a 2-3 yeah. almost every turn. Fair. Like, you could, like, give us some, like, perhaps less clearly playable, but, like, iconic cards. Like, old Nicobolus Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's a card that, like, you know, if you're a Grixis, it's a thing that you want to try to do, but you don't like. It's not like format warping. What about uh, Inquisition? Inquisition, a Kozilek. I think it depends on how powerful the rest of the format is, because mm-hmm. like that effect is like deceptively super powerful. Oh, it's great. If there's a lot of powerful cheap things, that you need to have that as like a safety valve. Mm-hmm. But if not, like you might end up. It's not as versatile as Thoughtseize, but you might end up in the like. Abzan control, Abzan like decks from cons where you just that's true had to play Bach to play Thoughtseize. That's true. And it was just silly not to. Yeah. So like it could warp it to like where could you imagine like the current Esper control deck with turn one Inquisition, turn two Thought uh, Thought Erasure? Yeah, it's pretty gross. Like you just I didn't get to play the game. Yeah. Like okay, cool. Like they do like turn one that turn two Thought Erasure, turn three Little Teferi bounce whatever you played if you had anything left. Ugh. Like, you just are like, oh, I did not get to participate in this game of magic. Yeah, take your one drop, take your two drop, bounce your three drop. Yeah, wrath. Like, yeah, wrath, <laughs> wrath, or then, like, you know, kill the thing you just played, Big yeah. Teferi. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. So, I don't know, like, those kind of cards are, mm-hmm. I don't know what would be, like, a reasonable, like, Sun Titan. Like, you could play Sun, Sun Titan, cool. like, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. But it's not so ridiculously powerful. Like we have like Vampire Sun Titan. Right. That's like you only gets creatures and it's smaller mm-hmm. and only does it once. But like it's right on the edge of like what is like powerful enough. Like the fixed Sun Titan, maybe regular Sun Titan is yeah fine. Like you could probably print two or three of the Titans. You could do like Sun Titan, Grave Frost Titan. Titan. And I was going to say like Inferno Titan. Well, I think Grave Titan's probably fine. Yeah. You can't do prime time. No. No. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Ramp, Field of the Dead, ramp into prime time, 
get a six six in like four zombies like yeah, <laughs> ugh. yeah that's gross ugh. but uh, you could probably put in three of the titans or yeah. three or four of the titans and like i guess worm coil would be the honorary like it would be the, prime <laughs> the honorary fifth titan <laughs> the honorary fifth titan because prime time is too good like i don't know if you could do something like uh aetherflux reservoir or some like combo-y thing yeah where like like a Kephas deck could Aetherflux Reservoir is its way to win the game yeah. and stabilize. Um, what if they threw us all for a loop and gave us Faithless Looting? <laughs> I mean, you would get like the Phoenix decks would be really good, mm-hmm. right? Like that would like push that archetype to the top. Yep, you'd have a backbone for a Reanimator strategy, maybe. Yeah, with uh, whatever the the bond of yeah. revival. Yeah. I think that though, like the cards they put in, have to make new archetypes. So that it's just not modern. Well, I mean, make new make new archetypes so you're not just like taking the standard archetypes that you have. Oh yeah, and I making gotcha. them better. Yeah, right. Like you can't give stuff to make Esper control better. You right. need to like make stuff to make like uh, some Naya silliness mm-hmm. a better deck. Yeah. Right. Like you know, wild Nakatl. Right now you have this like aggressive deck and you've got the shock lands. Like mm-hmm. you can like play like this aggressive deck where you like yeah. Nakatl into That actually be kinda of sweet if we got like wild Nakatl and uh the Kurt Ape. Well no, I was gonna say the cat lord from Horizons. Oh there you go. Because we've got a, a couple cats now, right? We got that uh the cat that gets counters for other, other cats. The other, the other cats, yeah. And wasn't there uh a decent cat, and not decent, but like limited playable cat in War of the Spark, or is that the one I'm thinking of? Uh, that's the 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 one mana white one. Yeah. And then there's Generous Stray, which is a two one, which is a two and a green for like a one one or like a two two that draws a card when it comes into play. That's a cat. Yeah, it might not be good enough. But no, like they, I think they need to look at like what are archetypes that like don't yeah exist. I think they have to be careful about like. Anything that would push like Nexus too far, mm-hmm. because like then you just then the format just devolves into like Nexus, yeah, and then no one wants to play the format because they don't get to play past turn four, yeah, which happened to me like twice yesterday. Like, we'll just give a surgical then. Nexus never goes to the graveyard. Oh yeah, you're right. I found that out the hard way when I tried to mill out a Nexus player with Ashiok. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll just exile their last... F- oh, wait, no, they never go to the graveyard. They just, like, yeah. shuffle back in. Oh. But they need to do something where they're, like, consciously trying to build an yeah. archetype that wasn't quite good enough. Mm-hmm. So that it's a more diverse format as opposed to, like, oh, hey, we just, like, play Esper and Bant Ramp. Yeah. So these are all, like, the exciting things about Historic. Mm-hmm. They did mention that how they're going to manage the format. They're going to manage it in terms of like, they're going to make stuff legal. And then like, if the format breaks, they're, they're just going to make it, it go away. Yep. Or they talked about something they mentioned in terms of like suspension. Okay. Well, Hey, for the next month, this card's not legal and we're going to see what happens. Wow, and it might weird. come back and it might not. I think that's how other games, maybe Hearthstone. I don't think eternal does this, but I haven't played eternal yeah. in like a year where they like, will like, ban something for a little while or maybe restrict it just to see what happens just to see what happens okay so it's going to be managed differently than like the than the paper formats because it's right now right p 
purely a digital format it's easy for them to like turn knobs yeah they can't i don't think like errata cards on the fly like the way that like hearthstone or i don't think they should either yeah yeah like but hearthstone and eternal like yeah you'll log in and they'll be like hey this card that used to cost three energy power or whatever cost four yeah or it used to be a two two now it's a one two yeah Right, where they, they can't turn those knobs, but they can just take cards in and out of the format a little more free, freely. Yeah. So they're going to do that, which I think, at least for the short term, the combination of 15 to 20 random cards through Magic's history combined with we might like turn a card off yeah. or turn it back on kind of on a whim is going to preclude this, at least in the short term, from being like a paper format. Yeah, at least until the form- format gets rolling. Yeah. Um, another thing that they said is that these 15 or 20 cards that they're going to roll into Historic, they're going to keep doing that. Like, that's yeah. not just like, like a one-and-done deal. Every quarter or yeah, something. Yeah, well, I assumed it was going to be like with the release of sets. Yeah, so so, basically every quarter. Yeah. In that way, I think that does two things. One, it keeps the the format from getting stale mm-hmm. because every three months they're just going to throw in 20 broken more, cards. Yeah. 20 broken cards. Yeah. I mean, or it could be like dumb stuff like wild growth or mm-hmm. something where you're just like, this card is not busted, but it's going to let me do a different thing. Yep. And then they have to encourage you somehow to spend money. Right. Cause in theory you could have every card from Ixalan to throne mm-hmm. uh, to to now right right and then you only like get cards from like the new sets and you're not like putting more money into the system yeah so if every time they introduce 15 or 20 cards it takes some card that wasn't playable in the old format mm-hmm. and makes it playable now you have to crack packs to get or, wild cards to mm-hmm. get those yeah. i think we asked it was like maybe in our chat are the old packs going to be available? So I did, after we talked about this in chat, I did find in the announcement they talked about it. Okay. You can. They will let you crack old packs, but they're only going to be available in bundles of 45. Oh. Because, <laughs> like, right now you can still just buy, like, one-off packs yeah. from the old sets. So yeah. they're just Because I, I kept saying, like, historic packs were going to be in, like, and I kept hearing in bundles of 45, and I kept hearing yeah. historic packs. I was like, are they making like a historic pack? No. But it's just going to be like Ixalan, 50 you, bucks a pop. Yep, buy 45 packs of Ixalan. Ooh. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. But, so they're still going to let you buy those packs. So like mm-hmm. if you, if all of a sudden they print something that makes it so um, Zatulpa, mm-hmm. right? The Primal the, Dawn or whatever yeah. the... The white double yeah, the, strike the dino. Four, four, five, four, eight flying double strike vigilance. If they print, uh, what was that delve card? Soul something that gets like all the keywords of what have you delved away? Oh, yeah. Soul flare? Soul flare. So if they like print a soul flare mm-hmm. and then like, oh, well, now Zapolta is really good. I need to have four of these so I can play my cool soul flare deck. Well, you have to spend wild cards or you have to crack 45 <laughs> packs and hope you get some yeah so that's a way to keep you to keep giving you money mm-hmm. and speaking of wild cards how are they getting you on the wild cards here 
So, they have announced amongst a great amount of, how do you want to say it, discussion from the community, that cards that are not currently standard legal, that includes, like if the card is currently standard legal, but you want the old version, this is going to include that old version. Um, you, In order to craft that card, you have to spend twice as many wild cards on it. So, this is going to start in November. Yeah. So, let's say you need your Zapaltas, Zapaltas for this deck, right? Right. And you have none of them. Yep. It's going to cost you two rare wild cards per that card. So to get a playset, it's going to cost you eight wild cards as opposed to four. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of those things that they announced. And apparently, most everyone who plays Arena, like figuratively on Twitter, poured gasoline on themselves and set themselves on fire. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And was like, this is an awful idea. Yeah. Why are you gouging us? And... We will see if this changes. Yeah, I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna walk this one back. Yeah, I think that. But if they're not, like, if you are like, well, clearly, Teferi Hero of Dominaria is like sweet and yeah. is gonna be playable on whatever format they're gonna make. Yeah, and you have two, you might want to after you crack your Aldrain packs and get the stuff you want there, get two more before November. So you don't just have to spend four on them. Yeah, just in case. Um, the other thing that I thought was weird about this announcement is that, like, it includes reprints or excludes reprints or however you want to think about yeah. it. Like, if I if I want to play Shock in this format and I click on M19 Shocks instead of M20 Shocks, it's going to charge me twice as much for those M19 Shocks, even though it's the exact same card with the exact same artwork. Just the set symbol is different. It just has a 19 in the set symbol instead of a 20. And I think that for that to happen, they really need to work on their, like, card interface. Yeah. Because, like, right now, like, with eight sets, it's super cumbersome to, like, go through cards. Yeah, your collection. Yeah, your collection is just enormous. Right. I don't know. Like, I know that they're going to fix this, I said. So, right now, when you build a deck, if you, like, click on... Because you're building the deck, if you click on, I think, the the little bar graph mm-hmm. at the top, it takes you to a section where it shows you your converted mana cost and your curve. And I do believe there, there's a pull-down menu mm-hmm. that lets you say if this deck's for singleton or popper oh, okay. or whatever. And then what it'll do is it'll like knock out all of the cards that aren't in that format. Okay. Or it'll take you know, your little, your four diamonds down to one if you're doing singleton Mm -hmm. so they said they're going to move that to not being hidden yeah so like as you start building a deck you'll be able to pick so you might you know just have to always be sure to be like i'm gonna i this is a standard deck only show me standard legal cards Mm -hmm. and it should kick out all those other like printing so you don't like click the m19 versus the m20 right but the fact that you're like you're just gonna like be like oh shock click 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 yeah sure i'll craft the one i don't have and be like oh wait a minute like (laughs) why did that cost me two wild cards this is so dumb yeah well i mean stuff like that can get lost too like if you're building a deck and you hit craft all and it's like do you want to spend 34 commons 16 uncommons 12 rares and 14 mythics yeah sure 
and not realizing that half of the stuff you just crafted is stuff that you already have just from other sets. Yeah, and I think that that's, that is a problem that will lead to feel bads, and it seems like the development team is very focused on not having feel bads. Yeah. So hopefully they'll come up with a way to fix that. Mm-hmm. But look for that pull-down menu because that's going to, like, sequester cards off and, like, change what you're looking at because, like, right now it's just going to be, like, a mess. Yeah. So, again, I listen to a lot of Pleasant Kenobi stuff, and he made a very, like, good argument Mm -hmm. that, right, legacy and modern and comically vintage, right, (laughs) there's this huge barrier to entry and cost. Yeah, I listen to to his rant on this, too. To all, like, these eternal formats. Yeah. And now we're making a new arena eternal format. With a built-in barrier And we're putting a barrier to entry into it. Yeah. And, like, you know, let's say you don't have the uh, check land. Like, you don't have your hinterland harbors. Because you're like, I've been playing mono red and mono white. Mm -hmm. I don't have my check lands. Well, now you want to play blue, green, and historic because they lost their minds and they printed prime time. You're like, Oh right. God, I got to play prime time. Right? <laughs> I need to make crack zombies. Yeah. So I got to do something. Right. And so then you're just like, Oh, now all these costs like double and like really like the barrier to a lot of arena are rare wild cards. Like yeah. That is the barrier. Cause that's where all the land sit. Right. So now like this person can't like go play historic because they can't get these, these cards. Yeah, they're playing a three-color deck, and they need 12 check lands, and that's going to cost them 24 rare wild cards without uh, building the rest of their deck. Yeah, and they're, like, they're, they might not have it. Right. And, like, their number one goal... Okay, their number one goal is to make money. Right. But the way to make money... Keep is people to playing the game. Encourage as many people as possible to play the game. Yeah. In whatever form. Mm-hmm. And if they, like, price people out... Because I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that'll be like... I would spend 12 wild cards on these 12 rare lands, but I'm not going to get to 24. Right. Or I'm just not going to like pay that much money. Mm -hmm. Right. So like making it so they like keep logging back onto the client is like job number one, because you know, they're going to spend a random stray $5. Yeah. And if they're not logging on, they're not going to spend that $5. Mm -hmm. So I think that they're going to have to fix that. But if you have the spare wild cards and there are things that you think that you could see yourself playing in the future, you know, it might not be a bad idea that, you know, mid-October or end of October to be like, okay, have they changed their mind? Yeah. Yes or no? If the answer is no, I need to snag a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. so that I don't get screwed if I think I want to play Historic. Yep. So Historic is set to start in November. Yes. Ranked play is going to start in December. Okay. So they're going to give you about a month to figure the format out before they start keeping track of you. New cards, the 20 to or 15 to 20 new cards are going to be approximately quarterly, maybe like tied to a new set release. And the only other announcement or the only other thing that was part of this announcement that I picked up on in my like third read through that I didn't grab right up front is that every month they're going to do a special historic format. So you know how like we got we just finished the uh, plaincations or whatever yeah, where you got special prizes. Yeah, we're on like omniscient draft now. Yeah, they're gonna do those with historic also. So you'll get like a pauper historic format. You'll get like a singleton historic format. They're gonna do fun things like that also. And they also mentioned that 
at least for like this first historic mm-hmm. season or whatever, they're going to do a paid event where they're going to now the way they explained it on like the the weekly MTG show was that you would do this paid event and they would just give you a playset of all the historic cards. So wow. they didn't say what the not the not the old standard historic cards, yeah. but like the, the brainstorm, the dark confidant, yeah. worm coil, whatever's. They had to give you a plain a playset of that. Now they didn't say how much that event was. Yeah. Like, is it thirty dollars to enter? Is it five dollars to enter? They didn't say. Right. But they said that they would give you a playset for this like historic constructed event. Yeah, but even if it's thirty, like that's probably still worth it, right? Probably. If like you think how you're many wild play, cards are? There is somewhere deep in Reddit. Yeah. Where someone has calculated the exact monetary value of a wild card. Yeah. I do not know what that number is, <laughs> but it exists, and it's probably less than you know. It probably works out that it's not the eighty wild cards you would. No, God. Yeah, more than that. Like if there was twenty, be one hundred and sixty wild cards to get all of them. Yeah. Spread Pro- between mythic and rare. Yeah, probably less than yeah. thirty dollars. But again, like that's something that once the price comes out, you know, and you know if you're going to play historic a lot then you decide like yes or no if you're going to do that. But then yeah. after that event, that's when they'll appear in the store mm-hmm. to like buy. Yeah. I mean, keep an eye out for that event because like I said, you know, even if it's 30 bucks and like, even if you don't plan on playing historic right away, like that's enough value that it might like preclude you from playing historic in the future. Yeah. So you might want to keep an eye on that. And even if you don't want to play in it, sign up for it and get your, get your prizes. Yeah. We were saying that, like, right now, the way it's set up, it doesn't look like it's going to be a paper format initially. Right. But you had mentioned that there's they've done a lot of stuff to make arena mimic paper. Absolutely. And there's only one thing that they've done to make paper mimic arena, which is they occasionally they've tried out, like, some best of one, like, drafts at FNM and best of one, like, standard events yeah. at events, at, at larger events. But for the most part, they tried to make Arena look like paper. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine if Historic is a popular format yeah. on Arena, that they will eventually make it a sanctioned format. Well, I mean, that goes both ways. It's not just Wizards wants to keep things the same. Um, it's players, too. I mean, if you've been playing this sweet Historic deck on Arena, like chances are at some point you're going to get some friends together and play Historic and paper. Yeah. And then... Like when that grows is when Wizard says, you know, we're gonna we're gonna start sanctioning this. We want, you know, rules to be the same across, you know, all of our platforms, whether it's tabletop or digital, and you know, we wanna make sure everybody can play whatever they wanna play. And like this could be, you know, if you've looked at like modern as having too high of a barrier of entry, yeah. This could be kind of like that middle ground where even if it's just something that's like mainly like a side event level event at like gps or star city events yep that would still give you a a way to like play that Mm -hmm. and i you know the cynical side of me is if wizards can figure out a way to like monetize this in paper they will so it might take a year or two for them to get to the point where they have enough cards to make like a historic masters historic masters where they can like you know give you these cards that you would want to play like in paper yeah but if they can figure out a way to charge you five to ten dollars a pack, yeah, for these cards that like on some level they've already done to the the like R and D for the format because yeah. they've been testing it on Arena forever, mm-hmm. then they're gonna do it. 
Yeah, that was... So I'm going to back up real quick here. Okay. Uh, that was one of the things that I said in our chat when they announced these new cards. Because at, at that time, they hadn't announced that it was things like Dark Confidant or Brainstorm or whatever. They All they said was new cards. So I, I think one of the comments that I had was, we, we have this. This is a brand new supplemental product that we just had. It's called Modern Horizons. Yeah. So that would be a way, you know, Historic Horizons, that would be a way for them to get these kinds of cards into Historic, whether they're brand new cards or whether they're reprints from, you know, different sets across Magic's history or whatever, that type of set could very well exist in the future. Yeah, and it could also, depending on what the cards are, be a way to introduce cards into Modern and Legacy, like mm-hmm. a way, a, another reprint product yep. to... You know, reprint like Wormcoil Engines are thirty dollars. Yeah, right. Like if they put re- Wormcoil Engine historic and they don't have to immediately ban it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Then they could print this product and like Wormcoil Engine is going to be one of the mythics. Yeah. So now you've increased the supply of Wormcoil Engines in the world. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's, it like kind of fills two roles where you might get more people to buy it mm-hmm. or whatever. But please don't make it eight dollars a pack. Yeah. Because like, then no one opens them and you get $80 run in sixes. Yeah, $100 run in sixes. Basically, whatever number you say, this is like that uh, joke from back in the day, like uh, about like the inflation in like pick a country. Yeah. Where like you got in the cab and the price was one thing and it was yeah. like a thousand times as much by the time you got to your, de- your destination because of deflation. Yeah. Whatever number you say for run in six, it's $20 more <laughs> like an hour from now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, we're going to be on the Renin 6 standard as, like, a national economy in a few months. We're going to be like, oh, well, this is four Renin 6s for your flight. Oh, well, thank you very much. Delta will start taking Renin 6s for payment. Yeah. National currency. National currency. Legal tender. Legal tender Renin 6. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Mm -hmm. But hopefully they, you know, get away from their initial, like, desire to gouge everyone. Yeah. But, like, if there are some uncommons, I think uncommons will be easy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're like, oh, I should get my fourth Ixalan's Binding, or I right. should get up my playset of Baffling Ends, because those are cards that will probably be played in this format. Yeah. I sh- Like, those are pretty easy. Like, uncommon wild cards are are pretty pl- plentiful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with the rares and mythics, like, be real sure. Yeah. Because, like, I have a ton of wild cards, and I think I have 17 mythics, and I'm like, I don't want to burn them on, or not even 12. I don't want to burn these on. Right. Well, there's a lot of mythics in the Kethis deck you just put together. Yeah, there were. There were. But, like, I don't want to burn them on, fill in the, like, you know, man, I really hope that, uh, what's his name? The the big three headed dinosaur is playable. I better get Zakama. Zakama. Yeah, I better hope Zakama's playable. Like, (laughs) mm, probably don't go that far. Yeah. So. That's the big arena news. Yep. Now for uh, some uh, deck information. Some other arena news. Some other arena news. So I may have let us down. We got like a huge amount of off meta this week. Yeah. Part of it was I didn't have Kethis as the deck. Ken has requested Kethis and it is now a deck. It has taken reanimator spot. Yeah. I haven't um, seen reanimator. Actually, I don't think I've ever played against reanimator on arena. I've played against it a few times. Yeah. Like, what happens is when I see a deck a few times, it'll, like, yeah. work its way in. And Kethis was going to work its way in this week. Yeah. But Ken just pushed it along. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Ken. Yeah. I only played it a few times, like, two or three times all last week mm-hmm. in, like, 40 or so, or maybe more games. 
you know, it's not a huge part of it. And I think it's because there's this huge like mythic barrier yeah. to it. So looking at all the data, again, we had a big chunk of Offman. It was like 43%. Mm-hmm. I think part of that also is some of the blue-green decks are hard to qualify. Yeah, there's think, a lot of things that fall into ramp, like the blue-green Yeah, ramp and decks. like there have been some times where like I know I was like this agent of treachery quasi-duplicate deck is not what like I think of when I think of Simic ramp. Right. But I think it just needs to all like – all those things need to just get like lumped together as like trying to play eight mana thing. Yeah. And just be like, you know, Simic eight mana things. And then those are all a deck. Cause I know I've brought some of those out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully like we can get this down a little bit, but after the off mana, but you know, as much as I say, we have random, maybe bad counting on the off mana stuff. Like I played against mono green mm-hmm. and mono black in mythic. And I'm like, how did you get here? <laughs> like, how is this a thing? I was like, oh, okay, turn three, Galta. Okay, I see how we got here. Yeah. But yeah, you just, like, sometimes you're just like, wow, this is just like a random collection of cards. Like, yeah. how am I losing to this? But we had, like, strangely, the most played deck was Esper. Like, that deck just refuses to die. I think I played against it three times last night. Well, let's hope it dies in a month or so. Hopefully. Three weeks, I guess. And then Scape Shift. Yeah. And then Elementals was like 9%. And then second best deck in the format, Vampires, was 5%. Ramp was over it at like 7 And again, it might have been higher. But like, it's just weird that it's Esper still. Mm-hmm. Now, the Esper deck is different. A lot of times they play Bolas' Citadel. Yeah. So they like play Citadel and they have... Um, For their engine. Yeah, and they have... Uh, Elite Guard Mage and Basilica Bellhaunt. Yeah. Things that basically replace most of their mana when they, uh, and uh, Oath of Kaya. So things yeah. that replace most of, if not all of their mana that you life. spent with life. Yeah. I think we said this many, many podcasts ago that like Bolus of Citadel does not seem like it's a combo card. It just seems like it's a hammer in mid range mirrors. Yeah. Like you just slam it and then you play three cards and you win the game. Right. And that's what the control decks are doing. They play like, one or two and they just slam it and then they play three cards and you're like hmm it's kind of a shame because it definitely reads like a combo card and i want it to be a combo card it does like again maybe next core set they'll be like but i mean how many of these reads like a combo card do we have slash need right we have experimental frenzy right which isn't a combo card it just you know play infinite lightning bolts off the top of your deck mystic forge mystic forge which is well at least in modern is a combo card and in legacy is a combo card and it's now restricted in vintage because right. it's Too good. ridiculous and then bullets is it all we have like three cards that do the yeah. same thing right play like they the turn deck yeah different knobs a little bit but they kind of do the same thing yeah Right, I, you know, they have to be careful what they print to like make them too good. Yeah, but now, I'm going to interrupt you for a second because I got a little, uh, little side note that a little trail off in the woods. I want to go down for a second. Okay, but do you remember? Like, it wasn't even that long ago, maybe a year ago, six months ago. Like they used to do the future future league article where they would talk about the decks that like they developed in their future future league, and we all laughed because they were always god awful. Yeah, do they still do that? Not that I've seen. 
Because I remember reading a story about, like, I, I was reading the design notes for War of the Spark. Uh, about Bolas the Citadel. About Bolas the Citadel. And they tacked the thing on the bottom that said, you know, sacrifice 10 permanents, do 10 damage, whatever. Like, all of the games were just taking way too long. Because whoever stuck the Citadel would win, but it would take you, you know, another five, six turns or whatever. They wanted to speed the games along. Well, where are those decks? I've not seen them. But, I mean, these are also the people that gave us... Um, what was the uh, the card from, I think it was Aether Revolt? It was the green card. Your creature's got plus X, plus X. Had Fabricate 2. Oh, uh, Cultivator of Blades. Yeah. yeah. And, like, Cultivator of Blades was busted in the Future Future League. Yeah. I think it got played in, like, one, like, weird combo reanimator kind yeah. of deck that, like, existed for three days. And people were like, this is god awful. <laughs> But, like, the card saw no play. Or uh, what was that card from, was it First Response from M15? Like, the reason Cedrina was so broken? Oh, it was, like, it was like one and a white. No, and it was, like, three and a white. And you, like, made... You made a soldier for, like, every time you lost life during a turn or something? Yeah, so they had to give Cedrina Trample. Yeah. Because that card just, like... Stonewalled it. Yeah, and it was, like... Siege Rhino. Lightning Helix doesn't need to have Trample right. on a 4-5 body. Yeah, and then like that card never saw any play, so Siege Rhino was just broken. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't seen like the, like, hey, here's what R&D was playing in the Future yeah. Future League. And I don't know if it was just because like what ended up happening is everyone was like, man, these are awful. Yeah. Or... You know, maybe they actually have people that are better at magic and like they actually have real decks and they don't yeah. want to just like put them out there. Yeah, dump like a real deck. Yeah, that right? could like, be. Maybe, maybe they had Kethis. Yeah. And they didn't want to just like put Kethis out there. It's like, okay, you have to find this. Yeah. Because like before, like a lot of it was like Michael Majors had a deck. I remember it was like some like Grixis reanimator deck with, uh, Yagmas Vile offering uh, Boral, mm-hmm. and then like big dumb like bolus things. Yeah, you know they were like the standard break if like you just go all in on like discard and then Yagmas Vile offering get back yeah. big thing, and it was like no, but that was the deck they like spoiled from the future future league, mm-hmm. and it was like asking a specific question. Right, and so I don't know if they are still doing that because they might, you know, have more of the answers. Yeah. I don't know. It was a question that I was just thinking of as we were talking yeah. about how standard is. Super different. Yeah. Yeah, Arena was, again, I think the missing the the off-meta stuff so much. Like in the Diamond chart, it was 53%. Yeah. It was mainly Scape Shift and Elementals um, were the decks there. We had a bunch in Platinum again. Way less off-meta. It was like 30, only 30%. Esper, 24%. Whew. So there's just a ton of Esper floating around for some reason. Oh, we gotta like uh, gotta do the the traditional thing. Let's see who the new people oh, who yeah. gave us data were. Uh, so uh, Dieter Dieter felt like personally attacked when I when I talked about uh, Simic pa- uh, Flash people being trash. Oh, sorry, Dieter. He was like uh, jerk that doesn't let you play spells. <laughs> Simic Flash. I'm sorry, I didn't know I was that guy. <laughs> you you're that guy. Like you were just like I don't want you to like play any spells. Oh, Super Dieter. Super Dieter made it to gold three. There was regular Dieter, then we got Super Dieter. <laughs> Yeeting and Deeting is back. Okay. Steve McG on Orzhov Life Game. I think that's a new uh, yeah, thanks, Steve. New name. 
and then Steve Steve played a lot. Steve played a lot in Platinum, so Steve went Steve went hard. Ken and you know the normal crew, but it was good to see we got we got a few new ones in there. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hopefully, I fixed the like I'm stubbornly keeping mono red in there because especially with like the Ferocidon. Yeah, it creeps up. Thing it might it might show up again. Yeah. But I again every week I think I've I've got like most of the decks. But like for example, so there were 120, 139 matches for all of the stuff. The week before, Red Black Sacrifice was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Two matches out of the 140. Yeah, so it just fell off. It just fell off the map. Vampires, best deck in the format, six. Yeah. Jun Dinos, three. Yeah. So it's like super Simic Flash somehow won. <laughs> that I played it like three times in like an hour. Yeah. But like it just seemed like Grixis Midrange was like everywhere last week. Three. Yeah. So it, it just moves so fast. It's super hard to find the like the sweet spot of like what are the actual decks because like you go by what was good last week. Yeah. Or what showed up and then. It's not the same. It's not the same. So we're trying. I don't think I can like realistically. I could make the chart bigger. But like, no, it's, I think it's fine. At some point, like, if we know exactly that, like, you know, we have seventeen or we have twenty decks as the meta. Yeah. Right. At some point, like, that's not that's not that's, the it meta doesn't anymore. It doesn't help. Right. It's like, hey, here's every one of deck. Yeah. So, we're trying, but I think we have like, I think it keeps coming back to, especially now, the arena meta game and the standard meta game are totally different. Yeah, they are. Like. Six months ago, I think it was pretty fair that it was like Mono Red, Mono White, and Esper mm-hmm. were both like the paper meta game yeah. and the arena meta game with Mono Red being overrepresented. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think like when we had Command everywhere, like that was also getting played in paper. Like you, I played it, yeah. played against it. I think it that's kind of when the split started to happen, though, was around when Command got big. Like, that's yeah. when Arena started going a different direction than Paper did. And I don't know if it's, like, access to cards. Maybe. Or, like, especially now, like, with the Kethys deck, like we said last time, like, do you not want to dump, like, all your Mythics into... You know, maybe that's a big part of it. Because, like, starting at the Command decks... That was a ton of rares. They've all been really wild card greedy. Yeah, so it might just be that people have said, you know what, I don't have the wild yeah. cards, yeah. so I'm not going They're to. They're just going to play whatever they got. Maybe. Yeah. That might and be that it. that might be why we're getting such a widespread. Yeah. And maybe it'll like kind of, again, like go back to mm-hmm. being more fixed when it's less, when there's less sets, yeah. so you don't have to cover as many sets with as many wild cards. Right. I assume going forward that arena is going to be primarily standard. Yeah. And that's what they want. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play historic a lot unless like there's an event, like if there's not a paper event. Yeah. There's no reason to practice. There's the format. no reason to practice the format. I mean, I, think, I, I definitely play a lot more arena when I have a standard event coming up. Yeah. Uh, oh, also one more thing about historic. We're, we're super organized. Today, guys. <laughs> We, we might get blown away. We're just all frazzled. Ah, hurricane, ah. <laughs> Is if you have a deck that has historic cards in it and you just click unranked play, yeah, you will only get matched against people that have historic cards in their deck. Oh, okay. If you have standard cards in your deck and you click play, 
you're going to get matched against someone who's got standard cards in their deck. Okay. You're not going to show up with your standard deck and then get paired against a worm coil engine. Well, that's kind of awkward because what if you have a deck that just happens to be standard legal that's built to combat the historic meta? Like, that's a thing that could happen. It is. Um, Especially if there's only, you know, handfuls of new cards, like, differentiating the two. Yes. They did not go into that. They just said that yeah. if you have historic cards, you'll play against historic players. Now, I'm assuming that, like, their Luminous Bonds example, right? If you yeah. have the the standard legal Luminous Bonds and the not standard legal... If you, like, pick the historic Luminous Bonds, I'm hoping it's smart enough to go, like, yeah. okay, the rest of these... This card is... It can be in both, yeah. and everything else is standard legal, so it's standard, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't know if, like, you just have, like... Oh, he picked his M19 shocks. He must want to play historic. Yeah, I, I hopefully that <laughs> hopefully it's smarter than that. Like, they they always do deck-based pairings in the play queue. Okay. So you'll know what you're going to gonna play against. Mm-hmm. So whatever deck you have, hit play, and if you're not ranked, you're just going to go play against someone playing a similar deck. Okay. Good to know. And uh, one more thing, going back to the arena data, you had mentioned you were making a change to the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we had it broke down into... Um, Tiers and a rank? Yeah, so like... Gold four, gold three, gold two, yeah. gold one. And we did that initially because we thought that you might get paired within your yeah your level in the rank. When we started uh, this data collection process, it was just you know just the guys on our team or whatever. And we had no information about how any of this worked. So this was like the first, for the first, very first ladder. Um, yeah. We had set it up like this because we weren't sure how it worked. Yeah, we thought that like... If you were in gold three, you would see different decks than if you were in gold two. Right. And what has kind of shown and borne out is, right, you can see the different size of, like, your icon uh, for your rank. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, like, that person has a bigger diamond than me. So they're diamond one and I'm diamond four. Yeah. You're definitely playing across levels within a rank. Kind of means there's no reason to track that, right? Yeah, so I got rid of it now. So now there's just the gold sheet. Yep. And you just put it in, same like date, time. I don't have been doing the time as much personally. Yeah. I know that initially we definitely had a feeling that like if you played during the day, yeah. you ran into a different set of decks than if you played at night. Mm-hmm. But we definitely don't get enough, like, get enough data. For that to matter. Yeah, it's for us to like break it out and be yeah. like, well... Like, here's, you know, before noon. Right. Here's afternoon. We don't have enough data to do that. So we're, you know, just put in the date. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so I can track, like, when people have entered stuff. So I can just see, like, oh, yeah. this person entered from last week or whatever. Or did I delete all the data? Oh, <laughs> this is all data from last week. I did not. Yeah. But, yeah, so now you can just go to, like, gold and just start, like, just find the first open line and just start entering and go. Yep. So it makes it so you have a little bit less scrolling, especially, like, if you're, like, gold one, instead of having to scroll all the way to the bottom of the page to do it, it's, like, yeah. right up there. I know uh, someone had asked, like, how we, like, enter the data, mm-hmm. and I've done it a lot on my phone or my iPad where I have, like, the Google Docs app up. Now I just play with Arena Windowed, okay. and I just keep the... Um, the data and like you know you know in my firefox window behind it and just like click over over. yeah so it doesn't take 
super long time does not require a second screen yeah and having arena be a little bit smaller on my laptop is not the end of the world right i don't need to be able to see like all the detail of everything i've been a little slack lately this is my uh my busy time of year i haven't had a ton of time for arena lately but when i was entering a bunch of data i kept track on a scrap sheet i just you know wrote down yeah and then entered where i was and then when i was all done playing for the night or whatever i'd go in and you know, count up my Grixis matchups, count up my Esper matchups, and just plug them all in at once. Yeah, whatever works. But yeah, so this hopefully will just make it easier, yep. just easier to start entering. Because I mean, usually in any given like rank, we might have like fifteen to twenty on the high end things entered, and with that many, you don't even have to like scroll down. Right, you're just good. Yep. So, with all that. We hopefully will start to have spoilers to talk about uh, next week. We'll at least hopefully get to talk about like the Monday spoilers. Yeah, we might get a couple peppered in through the weekend. I'm not sure. Uh, sometimes they do that. Sometimes they don't. If not, we'll have Monday spoilers. Uh, the first couple days of spoilers are usually the big ones where they're talking about the mechanics and stuff. So we should have some of that to yeah, talk about. Yeah, there should about. be an article coming out soon with yeah. like what all the mechanics are from the new set. Because I know that like from the art... There's yeah. like a the storybook thing. The storybook thing where it looks like it's like an activated ability, yeah, or something. That we will is, see. Yeah, so it should be interesting. So with that, I think we're done here, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, thanks for hooking us up with with your data. Yep. Uh, keep up the good work. If you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. You can find us on YouTube, Casual Tryhard MTG. I will probably do another seal or two. Yep. We will see how energetic I am. Yep. We'll read all the cards this time. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. We should have another video episode coming up, right? We're going to yeah. do that again, I'm assuming. Uh, do a video episode for the next set. And we'll probably also record a pre-release pool for the yeah. next set. That sounds good. We have all kinds of stuff coming for you. All sorts of content. If there's anything else you guys want us to talk about or cover, give us a holler. Uh, we're usually pretty good about me- messaging you guys back. Yep. So with that, we'll catch you next week. Yep, we'll catch you at FNM.